Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is episode number 236 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined today by Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. indeed. I mean, I mean, yabba-dabba-doom, yabba-dabba-doom. He's in our hearts and minds, he's our alley. Um, he's not with us again this week. Um, but who we do have is Mr. Macquine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah, he did the thing. Oh, it's a good times. It's good times. Uh, yeah, Lee's, um, Lee's family's a little bit ill this week, so he's doing the dutiful thing and just being a, a downright good bloke and looking after them. Uh, I think he might be a little bit ill as well this week, so... Um, Godspeed and and all that jazz, Lee. Um, but what we've got this week is we've got a podcast. So we're going to cast like we never casted before. Um, how are we, gentlemen? How are we? Who's going first? <laughs> you can. Uh, I'm not doing too bad. We've had a, another COVID household, so... Indeed. I've been doing my very best to avoid it. I had some symptoms, but I was testing negative, and, and I'm still negative for now. Hang, and hang on, hang on. That way. I've got a, uh, I've got a, a incredibly ill, ill-fated joke here about symptoms. Go on then. So Marge has got the blue hair, and uh, Homer's the fat one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Start as we mean to go on. Come uh, on. The symptoms. Oh, it is. I mean, that was that was good enough to be at the end of our podcast. That was, weren't it? Really. <laughs> um, but you're you're gonna have to wait about an hour for that to happen. Um, but yeah, so you've you've uh, you've been getting over a bit of COVID light. Yeah, I've had. I've say I had some of the symptoms, but I've not been too bad. My mom's been pretty bad. Um, my stepdad's now starting to get them all, so I'm just kind of like, you know, putting salt and pepper over the door or whatever it is that you fucking do to christen. I don't know what I don't know what the ritual is, but I'm doing it because I don't want to become ill. I don't. I've I've not checked government guidelines for rituals. I'll be honest. I don't um, know something something to do with a sacrificial goat. I don't know one of them. I believe you've got to have cheese and wine as well. Oh yeah, I've got cheese in the fridge, but uh, I've not currently drank since Christmas. So there you go. Pretty sure the cheese and wine is only for work events. Uh, oh, okay, right. okay. I get, I do get these things. Uh, these wires crossed sometimes. Um, it's easily done. It, it is. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? <laughs> Matt, how are you? Yeah, I am absolutely fine. I'm awake. <laughs> which is about all I can say. I've been in work early this week because there's board meetings going on and I've got to prepare shit for it. So that's been fun. Like 6 a.m. starts to get in for 7. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean... No. no is the answer to that. It's not nice. <laughs> burning the candle clearly at both ends. Yeah. Um, I, I'm At the moment, I'm looking over at this door thinking someone's about to burst in. It's, it's an incredibly windy night and things are rattling. You might even be able to hear it through the, the microphone. Um, so I was just, ex- I was like looking expectantly as if like, I was expecting <laughs> a child to walk in and go, oh, dad, 
something's happened, but no, it's just the wind, just the wind, which is thankful. Um, because yesterday he he came downstairs and went, oh, what are my teeth for falling out? Oh well, so th- that was you a pound out of pocket this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Pound? What are you saying? Fifty p. Oh, I always got a quid. I did. I was say, I always got a quid, and that was twenty years ago. Though twenty five years ago, I was losing teeth. Well, there you go. Inflation's gone badly for. <laughs> yeah, little pedal chap. I, I, I don't think he can be called budget pedal chap anymore. And he's tight fisted pedal chap. And that's it. <laughs> How do you think I can afford all these Chinese pedals? <laughs> Te- teaching the kid the value of uh, very little money. <laughs> He'll have uh, he'll have enough to buy a uh, a joyo soon. <laughs> what if you smack him in the face a couple more times? <laughs> or um, what? What is it? Mox Moxky or Mosky or whatever. Mosky Mosky a legit. Mos- in fact, actually, great segue. Great segue there, my man. You see um, what I did there? I did. I did. You've you've done really well. Although I feel that we're taking a little bit of the momentum out of this right now just by talking about it. You mean like Segway are by folding so that no one can get batteries for their Segways anymore so that you can't ride a Segway anymore because the batteries only last about five years and they've been gone for so long that all Segways are dead. Yeah, they're essentially scooters now, aren't they? (laughs) Really big, heavy, expensive scooters. (laughs) Yep. Um, But there we go. We will will use this Segway as a proper Segway. I've been up to something... Two weeks ago, uh, which will be released this week, <laughs> um, which is the most efficiency, indeed. Um, but since then, because I've been like covering for um, Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube stuff, I've not recorded anything since. I've got nothing for next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I'll I'll figure that out. That's that's, that's fix that. That's next week's budget budget pedal chat problem. That is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, uh, this week I will be releasing the Mosky Spring Reverb, which has got two controls, which is like decay time. I think they call it dwell, but it's essentially like decay time and um, mix. And using like both of those controls, it is just it's a very good pedal. Um, it appears on quite a, quite a few people's boards. And you like you see it nestled in in boards where the majority of the boards are much pricier pedals, so it's it's hanging with the big boys. Um, yeah. So I thought I'd give it a uh, thought I'd give it a go because um, Simon JSA mentioned it, um, and Jay of AM Guitar um, had also said like it's a quality pedal. You just got to you've got to buy it. Um, so I did, uh, and it's good. I believe it's based on the uh, the Maleco spring reverb. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was exactly That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly my <laughs> my response. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that sounds like a pedal. Um, but they it's honestly it's really good. Um, so definitely go check it out. Um, as I alluded to a little bit earlier, um, this week I also did a video for Pedal Boards of Doom, which tied in with a little bit of. Uh, guitar news as well. Uh, the Helix 3.15 update uh, had dropped. I think it dropped kind of the latter end of last week. It was a it was a sneak attack as well. No one was expecting it, 
and uh, <laughs> on all of the promo for it as well, uh, Line Six put uh, Helix three point one five because three point two zero isn't ready yet. <laughs> uh, I mean, you gotta love them. Um, so, so I did, I did do that, and ev- like every time you update the the Helix and the HX stump, it's a little bit squeaky bum time because I'm also part of like three or four different um, Helix Facebook groups, and you just get like periodically people going, "I've bricked my uh, bricked my HX stump when updating it." Like it's completely unresponsive, or I'm stuck on this this menu screen and nothing's happening. So it is a little bit like you just pucker in the sphincter a little bit, but it's it's all fine. Like I've never had a problem with it. Touchwood. Um, but what I did have a problem with, and this this took out probably a good afternoon of my time. Um. I've got two computers that run HX Edit, um, and I updated uh, on the laptop that I'm using to record right now. So I updated HX Edit and then updated the HX Stomp. Once the um, the update on the HX Stomp had finished and I'd downloaded 3.15, I went to open up HX Edit on that laptop, and it just wouldn't open. Just like it, you'd click on it, and it'd like register as if you, like it had noticed the clicks, uh, and then nothing had happened. So I pulled up Task Manager to see what the fuck was going on. It flashed up, like flashed up HX Edit, and then just disappeared. And would do that just consistently, like <laughs> so. I, I uninstalled it and reinstalled it exactly the same. Tried running it as an administrator exactly the same. Tried running it in compatibility mode in like Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows XP versions. Um, and it's just no bueno. So HX Edit just doesn't work on that computer anymore. Uh, and I've got the, uh, like, I've got a, a desktop computer which is right next to it as well. And that's always had problems with HX Edit where. You'd have you'd you'd be able to like open up HX Edit for about a minute or two minutes, and then it would just suddenly disconnect from the Helix, uh, and then wouldn't let you reconnect. So I had <laughs> I had a really really frustrating time of like fighting. I had that with my camper because the camper used to connect over like the USB function for the updates and stuff like that. Yeah. And the amount of times where it like plugged the USB in and it wasn't it wasn't connecting on the the camper profiler editor update thing, and you unplug it, plug it in, not working. Unplug it, plug it in, not working. Turn it around, unplug it, plug it in, and it's just like, and you know, doing that process of about seventy times until it used to pick it up. And it's so infuriating. Yeah, I mean, because the the whole idea behind it was that I was going to record, um, like record screen capture of what I was doing with some of the, um, some of the updates on three point one five and release it as a video for Pedalboards of Doom. Um, but of course, that doesn't work when you've not got a working version of HX Edit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I ended up 
I ended up doing it where uh, like I recorded like my like footage of my playing through um, through a couple of pedals, and actually the the video turned out really well, even though you you can maybe you can see the frustration in my face, it, like in some of the bits of the video. Uh, I don't know, maybe I hid it well. Uh, but so I, I basically did a top five of the uh, like my picks of what I thought were the best ones of um, 3.15. And I bowed to a little bit of pressure with this as well. But the, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have the opening one, number five, and I'll let you have that one for free. The rest, you've got to go watch the video. Um, the reason I chose number five was because of the popularity in, popularity in the, the Facebook groups. And just people going, oh my God, we've got a shimmer reverb. We've got a shimmer reverb. This is not a drill. Um, so I, I did put in the Shimmer Reverb as my number five pick, just as, a, as an homage to the, um, to the Facebook groups. Um, and how is it as a Shimmer? Uh, like when, when you load it up initially, it's way overpowering. Like the, the Shimmer on the Reverb is really loud. And it's like super in your face. But if you if you like work with it a little bit and dial that back, and I dial back a bit of the reverb as well, you'll you'll hear on the um on the video that it's it's I like my setting for it is quite subtle, mm. and it it almost kind of swells in with that like upper octaviness, and it sounds really good. It sounds because my my experience of shimmer reverbs have been those cheap Chinese pedal shimmer reverbs, which like only sound good under very certain circumstances, like a certain chord at a certain place on the neck yeah. with the wind behind you on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> and then any other time you can hear like digital artifacts and you can hear this, like you can hear the workings behind it and it's just... It, it's almost there, like... It leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not bad. Look, considering the money you pay for those pedals, you shouldn't really be complaining all that much. But it's just... It's frustratingly almost there. Um, but there was none of that with the Helix stuff. It sounded like... It just sounded smooth and fluid. Um, so I was I was cool with that. I was cool with that. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's kind of what I've been doing this week. I've... Uh, I've been playing with the Helix 3.15 update, running through some of these crazy effects and trying to figure out what some of them do. <laughs> there, were, there was like a couple of the delays that just didn't do anything. And I assume it's one of these where you've got to like plug an expression in or something. And I I haven't got that. So like I've got this delay up and it's just, I can't really hear any difference. I'm just going to start moving knobs and see what happens. No, it's still nothing. Well, I happen to have a spare expression pedal that is gathering dust. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe we can uh, sort something out. We can indeed, indeed. Um, but you've also uh, you've been tackling the world of updates as well, haven't you, Mister? Yes, Mr. we Josh? had Quad Cortex I, uh, well, COS one point 
three, two, I think, you know, whatever version it was when I do the video, I'll put it in there. But they had their, <laughs> they had their sort of, um, you know, bigger update coming, which was the release of the much-anticipated Looper, um, which a lot of people were asking for. Me, personally, it's not something I really use much. Yeah. Um, so, kind of... I've I've never been one to you know play a chord, stick it on a loop, and away you go. Because I've always found when I've used loopers, and I've tried to use them. If you do the, but to be fair, the only time I've used them was on the Kemper, and the Kemper looper was kind of like you'd play a chord under one patch, and it's like okay, so I want a gain patch to go over this, and then it just copied the same sound to the loops, and it's just like no, this sounds like shit. <laughs> so you couldn't like put it after uh after like a gain patch so that it would save no. save that as a snapshot so it doesn't matter what patch say like you've recorded you know a chord progression on the clean patch yeah but you wanted an overdrive for the solo to go over it you would have to either use the same one that you did the chord progression on or if you want the lead sound your progression's got to have that sound, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically putting a looper at the front of your chain. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, so um, I haven't had too much to figure with that at the moment because the one that's really had me excited was the freeze function that they've added in. Um, and it's much like, um, well, there's many different principles that you can use it with. Yeah. Um so the they created a preset I think uh, it's called Freeze Me and the the first thing I did was play those opening licks to for the love of god because it <laughs> kind of gives you that sustain note because when obviously he plays that live he uses the sustaining act to just get ridiculous amounts of sustain when he's holding his notes. Yeah. Um so, like, I want to try and use it in in that perspective, but it doesn't hold it. Like, you can you can hold it much longer than you normally would, but it does then just suddenly drop off. Yeah, it's not an infinite sustain. Yeah. Whereas there's a patch that I have downloaded where you play a chord, you press a, you press button to like B, for example, then it holds that yeah. note that you've played. And then it puts it into like um, an ambient pad texture, and it's like this beautiful sounding, like you know, big chord. And then you can play lead over the top of it, and that works beautifully. But I want to do that with just yeah, individual single, notes, like the more the single note infinite sustain sort of thing. So I'm kind of playing with that um, to get used to it. You know, they've added in other little bits and pieces um you know like yeah, a couple of amp models as well isn't there yeah of... they've added uh i think it's ac15 Bogner... was there as well yeah ac15 bogner shiva uh i think they added the silver jubilee as well I yes can't i did say that off I did the say t- top of my head which I, I i am a sucker for the silver jubilee i will be honest um and little things like you know you can now change the colors of the leds and you know bits and pieces like that uh, which I mean, if you want to do that, you can. I'm not really fussed about what colours, 
the LEDs are, it doesn't bother me. But the the freeze is definitely something I'm going to start experimenting with more. And I'll be doing a video once I've kind of got my head around it properly for for the channel. Fabulous. It's going to be another like quad cortex versus a uh, helix video again. <laughs> it will, yeah, yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Which updates better? Yeah. Um, and I believe they've also refined the CPU. Like some of the some of the quad cortex captures now actually take up less CPU, so you can get out more more bang for your book like like you couldn't already do that before i was gonna say like the, the video that you did trying to max out the cpu and it was like nah you're all right nah yeah you're okay <laughs> it's not going to be a problem yeah <laughs> now they've just made it even more difficult <laughs> yeah it's mad fuckers <laughs> oh dear and mr matthew mr matthew quiet hello what have you been up to this week I am, as I was saying before the cast here, guys, I don't think I've picked a guitar up since the last podcast. I was yeah. like, oh, I haven't, really, haven't really got anything to talk about. And then I realised like, I've got two new uh, albums for the, the record player that I bought over Christmas that I've been listening to. I mean, new um, new to you. T- tell us yeah, what. I mean, they're definitely not. Like, one of them is from the fucking <laughs> 70s. Or, yeah, I think it's 70s, and the other one's from like 11 years ago. So, I mean, that. Uh, that's practically brand new, that is to oh, me. It's, it's absolutely probably the most modern album I've enjoyed. Like, a, a music realistically for me died in about 2008-ish. Um, like, there hasn't been anything really that good since. Uh, this is one of the few exceptions. It's, it was El Camino by The Black Keys, um, which is one of my favourite albums, and the missus kind of knows that, so she picked that up. And the other one that she bought was Brothers in Arms. Um, which again is another one of my favorite albums um and i've been listening to both of them uh, the uh el camino was a, a 10th anniversary special edition so it's a three three disc vinyl with the second and third discs are a, uh, a live performance from 2012 so um there's some little bits of extra gold on there and what I'm realizing now is that I've got quite a few albums that are with songs on that I quite enjoy playing to is I don't have an amp I can use in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've got basically I've got a headphone amp, which it's fine, but like you, you're not really what you want to use for jamming along to things in the the lounge or the bedroom or whatever. And I've got some valve amps that would probably piss the neighbors off. And I don't have like all through like I I. I learnt the guitar basically by playing along with a stereo. Yeah. And I can't do that at the moment. So I'd think Quad Cortex. <laughs> I mean, that... sure, like, I'd need something with speakers to plug into, and I don't, I would, like, into, like, you know, like an FRFR or something yeah. alongside it, wouldn't I? What about guitar plugins on your computer? Yeah, but I don't have speakers for my computer, so it's basically just a headphone amp. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm considering maybe getting a cheap 10 watt practice amp or maybe something a little bit more i don't know yeah or maybe i'll just buy an frfr speaker and use my simplifier because i think that's probably the best solution and then i've got a backup for gigs and also you can turn it down and it doesn't really like you can turn the volume of the frfr down and it doesn't change how the simplifier is interacting with the guitar yeah yeah i mean all, all signs point to that being the best option, doesn't it? Because it 
Or that then, term, positive grid spark. That was the other thing that I've, I've been looking at. But I've heard mixed reviews about the spark. Yeah, yeah, I have as well. I've heard some people absolutely slating it. I've also heard some people saying it's one of the best things they've ever done was buy one of them. But yeah, um, I think they're very Marmite things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the Katana though, isn't it? Like, yeah. Some people rave about them and... I've I've played a couple, um, and I've always been just lukewarm about them. I mean, I've heard people use a 50-watt live, and it sounded fine, but they were also using, like, pedals that were worth five times what the amp was worth, in which case, <laughs> are you really hearing that anymore? Or, you know, when you can see that they've got a drive pedal at the end of their rig, so they're clearly using the clean channel on the Katana and then using that as, a like, a, a, a preamp. Yeah. Do you really know what the amp sounds like anymore at that I point when you know there's an always-on preamp pedal? I saw when I went to the UK guitar show when that was a thing, and uh, I was chatting to Rob Chapman kind of before it all, you know, before it was all opened up to the public and uh, on the morning, and he was just playing through one of the Chapman guitars through uh, the katana, and that was it, and it just sounded immense. I, I do really want one, but I've never bought one. Yeah, I mean... I've, I think I've told the story about the the katana that me and Yeomans had to use at a rehearsal room once. Um, that we were we were doing a bit of like demo recording, and Yeomans bought his valve amp and it started playing up. So we we used the katana that was there and we had to scrap every track because they just sounded so thin and weak. Um, that it just basically ruined the. Uh, like ruin the day, the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd, I'd come back home ready to ready to mix these tracks. I was like, well, this is thin and shitty. Let's try the next track. Now this is thin and shitty. <laughs> uh, and it just like I ended up just deleting the tracks. Just like, okay, start again. <laughs> Do it again next week. Yeah, uh, I mean we did, and they the the demo sounded really good. Um, but no thanks to the katana. Um, oh, I tell you actually, um, I did use a katana. Uh, like a open mic kind of jam event, um, but again, I ran my pedal board through it, and it sounded it sounded okay. Like it didn't sound offensively bad. So that's that's a step up. Um, but we've got something coming up in the news that might also tempt you, Mister Macquine. Mm. Well, maybe, yes. <laughs> maybe if we can convince convince ourselves. <laughs> I think you've got more chance of him fucking using side mounted jacks or whatever than. Yeah, like. That's just wrong. I mean, I do have some pedals with side mounted jacks, but it's still wrong. Two, like, there's two on the same side. <laughs> I even tagged him in a post on that on Facebook. But, uh, mate, like, oh, jacks on the one side and on the other side, the knobs for it. <laughs> And the switch, like, on the top or something. <laughs> yeah, and the power jack on the fourth side. On the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to make that now. Because <laughs> it's doable. You can, put the, you can put them wherever you want. Yeah. You could have There's them... a reason you don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you could have them mounted underneath the pedal. Why don't you just make the entire thing in a fucking Rose's tin whilst you're at it? I mean, that, that's, that's doable. I mean, because roses don't come in tins anymore, do they? They're all plastic tat now. I, 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 don't, I don't eat 
chocolate, really. So I'm, I'm not au okay fait with the modern world of plastic chocolate tins. Yeah, well, basically, you get half of what you used to in the 80s, and the uh, the tins aren't as good. So, Can I just point out, I didn't get anything in the 80s because I wasn't alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I weren't either. <laughs> I, I was just about... So I, I might so, have. I was going to say, you lying bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I only saw a couple of years of the eighties, and I can't remember. I, I was, <laughs> I was absolutely blasted the entire time. Off, off my tits <laughs> on milk. <laughs> Literally off, off his tits. Off, off, off my tits. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Right, let's uh, let's. Before we get into the news, would you like some breaking news? Go. On. Oh, go on then. Uh, Mexican fenders are about to get really expensive. Uh, uh, what? Okay. Uh, the the Mexican fender factory is currently on fire. Oh, okay. So you, lots of roasted maple coming out then. <laughs> yeah, Wee! lots of maple and yeah, just yeah, like everything is going to be like thirteen hundred quid because they're going to be really fucking hard to get get hold of. But yeah, about six thirty p.m. Mexican time, which. <laughs> was this morning so like like lunchtime our time uh, oh, fuck mexican I admit, time I, fuck me <laughs> like, I, I have to be quite honest and i'm amazed that the factories have managed to fall on fire because surely when they're there at work they're just going <laughs> <laughs> well this happened at 6 30 in the morning so they weren't in the factory at the time i would imagine oh. they were at home doing that instead of at the work doing that <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, I hope everyone's okay. I hope there's no, yeah. um, hope there's no casualties or any uh, any injuries with it. But but it does mean that when you get your Mexican guitar now, it comes with free tortilla chips. <laughs> oh, imagine like a tortilla scratch scratch plate. Oh. <laughs> chip off, replace it after every gig with a new one, and then just <laughs> as, yeah. as you gig and just chip it off. And, it guacamole you know, got, and. Like, uh, You've got a tr- beer holder on your mic stand, but instead you've got some guacamole in it. <laughs> have you ever tried to play a tortilla on um, a vinyl? I have not. I've seen the video. <laughs> Why didn't I expect that? I, I should have known that was coming. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. So you... But pedal boards of doom and fret talk do wish that everybody there is okay. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and I hope that um, the factory recovers from it quick as well, because no one wants to be buying thirteen hundred pounds made in Mexico strats. Like, yeah. no, no one wants that. Yeah, no, there's there's no positive to come out of this. No, just pay, yeah, I just hope everyone's all right. Indeed. Um, so let's do some uh, some news. Some news that's not breaking and not about fire. Uh, well, not yet, anyway. <laughs> so, line six. Uh, aside from releasing 3.15, they have also sneakily, sneakily released a new amplifier range. Say what? Yeah, they've they've released um, essentially like a, a modeling solid state kind of Thing. So it's it's definitely not like the DT range or the the um the spider valve or anything like that. You you're talking towards the lower end, but it's it's not a spider either. 
So th- this new range is called the Catalyst, not the Katana. What you want about the Catalyst? <laughs> uh, they come in three different versions: sixty, one hundred, and two hundred watts. Uh, being solid state like Class D, you're probably talking the equivalent of like a five watt, twenty watt, and fifty watt combo uh, yeah. valve. Uh, so. The the big selling point behind this is they're they're pushing the fact that this has got helix algorithms within it. So some of the sounds within it are helix. Like, yeah, that's really cool. So it's an amp that does helix sounds, so it's gonna have the helix amps in it, right? Well, I mean, you would think so, wouldn't you? You'd think that that's a nice easy job. Someone's just gotta <laughs> copy and paste the files, just <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And then Get like have have the afternoon off. You've you're sorted there. No, yeah. no, wrong, wrong. So they've they've put uh, like the the modulations and the reverbs and all of that. That sounds from what it sounds like they're doing with that is their helix, um, helix based um, algorithms for that. However, they've decided to to do completely uh, original amp designs for the amp so there are six six models and i don't have them to hand but they i i have them in front of oh, you i have them in front of me go on then in fact so actually we... let's uh let's try and guess some so clean's definitely one isn't it yeah clean i remember them saying something about boutique is definitely yeah. one that's the Crunch. next one uh, no oh yes yeah, sorry you've you've skipped but yes have we got tweed no what what else might you call tweed uh booze not quite. Uh, chime. Chi- oh, chime. chime. That's an AC, that is. That's not a tweed, surely. Uh, it's bright and thingy. So, yeah, maybe yeah, it, it is. But, I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Boutique is the tweed and Chime yeah. is the thing. Oh, you've got Crunch. Okay. Then we've got Crunch. You've got two more to get. The the two higher or the two heavier than Crunch. So, oh, let's. American. Please, please say, like, metal and insane. Please, please, no, please. No. No, metal, no American, no insane. <laughs> um, like metal. Ho- high gain. High gain is the highest one. Yes. So you've got one more to get. Uh, lead. Nope. Uh, drive. Nope. <laughs> uh, distortion. Nope. Crunchzilla. I mean, start, it, it starts with a D. I'll give you that. It always starts with a D. <laughs> um. I don't, I don't. I think I could. We could sit here till next week, and you wouldn't say this word. Go on, I'll dynamically have... controlled algorithm lead done distortion. No, but you almost got it. It's dynamic. <laughs> so there's one amp mode that's dynamic, and the rest of them aren't dynamic. Yeah, the, the rest are flat as <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. So the fifth one, the between crunch and high gain, is dynamic. And there's no like British or American or. No, which okay. being line six dynamics, not the one thing they can do. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they've lost the insane moniker is poor form. Poor, mm. poor form. I mean, it isn't the two thousands anymore, so you can't really have insane, can you? But there you go. Yeah. So, th- so the, those six and amp they've models. got a tap tempo tuner on it. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> so you can tune I mean, in time. I don't think exa- that's exactly what it is, but if you go over to the the effect side, yeah, there's a button that's got tap, tap tuner. tuner. Yeah, usually you hold that in <laughs> um, for the tuner and then tap it. Yeah, the, the and 
if it's anything like the ones on the spider spider ramps, the tap tempo really doesn't it doesn't relate to what you tap into it. <laughs> is it is it Morse code you're spelling out the speed that you're <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so we've got we've got six new amp models and I think the um the justification for it the with them not just using six awesome amp models from the Helix uh, is that they've they've reworked the EQ control on it so that you can get a load of different EQ options out of each amp model. So it's not just like the the clean isn't just based on like a fender clean. It's like this almost generic clean tone but then the the uh the EQ controls are so powerful that you can get multiple different voicings of clean tone out of it. Okay. Um, which is kind of cool. And each and every one of the amp models have got a boost that is designed to work with that as well. So each each of the boost controls is is flavoured towards the the amp model as well, which is really cool. Um I'm assuming the high gain is like the boost is maybe like a tube screamer in the front, which is your standard go to. Um the one on the clean channel it's like if you really, really push it, just adds the tiniest bit of hair onto it. So maybe kind of almost like clony sound, something like that. Maybe I don't know. Um, but the they've they've thought about how that boost works and interacts with each of them. Uh, they've got six different reverb types, um, and like I say, I think they are um, from the Helix uh, bank of. Hopefully it's not saying like from the Helix Bank and they're actually like the legacy ones. <laughs> so actually like the the, the yeah, like yeah, M five and the yeah, 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 those ones. Um what, it, I mean what really concerns me looking at the controls on the top of this as well is effect is just a word and it's not like the old one like the old modelers that you used to get yeah. where it was like it had a chorus knob and a thing and like you, you twisted it and it went from chorus to reverb to delay to yeah, phaser. Yeah. It's just a it's got the same markings around the effect knob as everything else. You've got no idea until you play what effect you're turning on and off. The um the Black Star ID series are a bit like that. It's just got like a a line that gets like progressively thicker and then stops, and then you get another line that gets progressively thicker. That's like the old um, blues cubes, but this isn't even that. This is the same... The, drawn around it is exactly the same as what's around boost and gain and bass and mid and treble and presence. Yeah. So until you're changing it, I assume the effect knob is actually the amount of effect, and you press... There's some sort of menu with the, the tuner buttons, because the, the tap tempo, um, the, the green and red for the tuner for up and down also look like buttons as well. So okay. Like cool. Maybe you can control like what the effect is from there, but you're never going to know what the effect is until you're trying to turn it on. Yeah, I, th- I think we need we need a little bit more clarification I, yeah, on. I need to work out how that works because that looks really kind of clunky at the moment. Yeah, if, if you if like your big selling point is this has got some helix stuff in it, but you don't know what it is until you turn it on, and you know you've got to faff around. And if you want to ch- if you want to use three different sounds, buy a MIDI controller or. It's going to be interesting to see if you can actually incorporate using the, like, say, if you've got a HX stomp, is that going to be compatible with the 
um, with the amp itself, you know, like as a switcher or, you know, be quite useful if people can utilize, if say like, you know, you've already got the Hatrix stump. Yeah. You could like, you know, utilize that within import so, effects or be able to like use it as a switcher. So quite I, useful. I don't think they've, uh, they've got any like import functions with it. And I think they've done that on purpose because it is it's quite a budget friendly amp. And if you can start like importing bits from uh from the Helix catalog, then then you're pretty much kind of selling yourself uh yeah. like you're selling that unit short, aren't you? Um but it does have the option uh to go directly into the power amp. So if you have got modeling like if you do own the the HX stomp and you've got all your patches set up on that and you know exactly what you want. You can use this as an FR FR cab. Um but then it also gives you the option of if that unit happened to stop working or if you were using that for like your home interface or whatever and you needed to go to a gig and you didn't you weren't really like like me, you you're not you <laughs> a bit protective over it and you don't want people spilling beer on it you could you could yeah carry on yeah a question for you does the hx stomp have midi out um possibly because if it does it would give you an extra bank of effects because the yeah, there's midi on has got midi in so you, like if the, if you want the, like i don't know what the cat what's the limit on effects for the hx stomp is it six uh eight eight Okay, so it's unlikely that you're going to want more than eight, but if you did, if you wanted nine, you yeah. could use one of the effects in this and your other banks. I mean, there's nothing saying that, that with the... you couldn't use the the HX stomp at the front end, run in, uh, like and like any of the modulations that you want, and like drive pedals that you wanted, because you you'd bound to have more options within the stomp, yeah, and then using that amp to do the amp switching, like having whatever amp channel you want to go into. There's nothing saying that you couldn't do that. So that's that would be quite cool to integrate the two things. Um, and you could possibly then run into like the the power ramp and, and have like pat, some patches where you just do the amp modeling from the stomp itself. So that would give you like the six um, banks on the amp and then whatever you can add on through the uh, stomp. Yeah. So that I mean that then like expands it quite quite considerably. And there's nothing saying that you have to use just the stomp with it. You could use the GT core, or you could use the quad cortex, or the head rush, or any of those kind of amp modeling uh, yeah. units. I'll be damned if I'm going to pay for a fifteen hundred quid car talk to get somebody for a fucking line six. <laughs> but I mean if. If you were looking for a um, an FRFR cab, then just get a Headrush or what, uh, the Harley Benton one. But the, I mean, the, I mean the Harley Benton, like legit, the Headrush one is pretty much the the same price as the uh, the sixty watt of this. So you're, is it going to be clean as as clean as the? If you, so yeah, if you can bypass all the modeling and go into yeah, the FX into power ramp, yeah. and turn it into just the power ramp. Yeah, I, I would still probably go for the the Parley Benson, but that's me because I'm a Line Six snob. 
Well, there you go. I've, I've got to change that. I've got to. <laughs> I gotta uh, gotta convince you otherwise. But there there we go. So I mean there's loads of loads of options with this. Some of the things we haven't mentioned. Um it does have an XLR out, which you don't tend to find on a lot of um a lot of amps in general. I mean you you find it a lot on bass amps, but you don't tend to find it on uh on guitar amps. And if you've got like the amp modeling and the I assume it's uh like cab modeling as well, because the the guitar uh, sorry the unit can be used as a an FRFR speaker so I'm assuming you're then getting like a cab emulated out to the you could go like to the desk and whatnot so that's that's really cool prevents you having to like mic up a like mic up your amp yeah so that's really cool uh, there's also um, a USB interface mode on it which gives you the option of four uh, four channels. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the four channels do, but I'm assuming from that you are at the very least getting stereo, like a stereo image of of your guitar tone. So I'm assuming with that, some of these effects are stereo effects. But I mean that's that's just pure yeah. speculation, but it it would make sense definitely to do that. To say there's not much reason to give it as four channels over usb unless you're going to have at least stereo in like maybe your delays and possibly your reverbs maybe chorus i don't know yeah yeah, yeah like, like stereo modulation is is fabulous yeah it, it like it doesn't make sense to have four outs from a guitar amp unless you're going to use different ones for different things surely yeah yeah you don't have four of the same thing being <laughs> being pushed out <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a classy move, especially not not through USB where you can't like put them through four different pedals. It's just the same thing four times straight to your computer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, recording four channels of exactly the same audio. Uh, that but... really wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> hey, steady on now, steady on. Uh, so so that is that is the unit. So the sixty watt was something like two four nine, weren't it? I think you had the you had the prices up, didn't you, Matt? Uh, I did two four nine for the sixty, three three nine for the hundred, four three nine for the two hundred at Guitar Guitar. There you go. Other guitar shops are available and more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. I mean, like two four nine is is like a pretty standard price for a an FRFR speaker, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I think around that price, they were the hundred watt, but this also. You're also getting an amp with it, essentially, as well. So, yeah, like it's it's its own built-in backup. So, <laughs> it's it's tough to tough to argue against it. However, the we've talked we've talked kindly about it. How much is this like the Helix, and how much of it is like the Spider? It's, it, I mean, it's it's just Spider. What like what what was the last version of Spider? Spider Six? Is this just Spider Seven? Yeah, cut back a little bit. It's basically a Spider, but it's dressing up as a Helix. Indeed, indeed. I it's, mean, it, it's it, it's more to me. It's more like a Spider dressing up as a Katana. Indeed. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, yeah. it, it looks Spytana. Spytana. <laughs> and it, it like even the name itself, Catalyst. It's. It, yeah, it's yeah. almost taken a pop at the katana, isn't it? Uh, it is. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how good it is. 
it does. It has uh, power attenuation in it as well. I did. I forget to mention that. So it has. Yeah. Power attenuation does hundred fifty. 0.5 and mute, I think. So you can mute it and send it to your desk so you're not, like... Yeah, so you don't have to back live. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we've got some more news. We've got some more news. That news is <laughs> Fender. <laughs> we've mentioned them before. Uh, they are doing a USA Rosewood George Harrison telly. Uh <laughs> on my uh, on my piece of paper, like these two bits of news um, have kind of conflated because I've, I've run out of space. So it says USA Rosewood George Harrison USB interface telly, which <laughs> I don't think is right. <laughs> I didn't see the USB interface when I got the email about it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I think I think I got that wrong. Uh, so the USB USB interface George Harrison telly um, <laughs> is. It's a slightly different version than we've had because we've had a Japanese one, we've had a custom shop one, um, and they have been like full rosewood um, bodies. This again is is like full rosewood, but it's chambered, so that it's it's not like having the weight of a thousand suns weighing on your shoulders. <laughs> it's now only the weight of five hundred suns yeah. on your shoulders. Um, so that's I, I do love the look of a solid rosewood guitar or like a. a the entire guitar is just rosewood finished like oil finished or whatever or yeah. just coated i just think it looks so good yeah but... it's it's iconic as well isn't it am i right in saying wasn't there like um i can't remember the exact name of the model but i swear there was another telecaster that looks near enough identical was it, was it the vintera or something like that and i think there was one that was like fully Rosewood. I don't remember a Rosewood one recently. Not in the Vintera series. I think there was one, um, like a made in Mexico, about like ten years ago. Uh, but I know <laughs> Harley Benton did something similar, and it was just. <laughs> Like it was, it was a dyed, yeah, brown painted guitar. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. Uh, they also did the neck as well. I think. Oh, <laughs> brilliant! You gotta love them, yeah. You gotta love a tryer. But yeah, the, yeah, so this is this is legit. This is a rosewood uh, rosewood body. It's gonna be an absolute pain in the ass if you want to transport it anywhere because it's fully like fully rosewood. Yeah. Uh, Which but means it goes over yeah, whatever the limit the weight limit. I think it's is it five pounds is the weight limit before you need a. CITES license. Yeah, you so it's gonna be it's gonna it's a telecaster, even if you chamber it, it's gonna weigh more than five pounds. Oh absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need a license to cross borders with this. So if you're a touring musician, I just wouldn't. Mind yeah. you, if you're a touring musician, you're not a touring musician at the moment, really, are you? More than likely. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, how's how's the job center <laughs> if you're a touring musician? Uh, so it's chamber rosewood body. It's a nine point five uh, inch radius neck with midi jumbo frets, which is apparently similar to the original. Uh, it's got a ohm neck plate. It's got the um, the Hindu. Is it ohm? Uh, isn't that just? Isn't that like the most the, the neck plate that's got the least amount of resistance? <laughs> no, it's, it's got it's got one ohm. <laughs> oh dear oh dear um that was a smart joke people 
Indeed. A a, the, the, one of our listeners is going to be absolutely enjoying that joke. Just the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> but evidently won't be an American then. Oh. oh. <laughs> see, I, I was thinking it'd be one Bye, of our... That's it. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> I, I reckon our Doug's going to get a kick out of that one. Because um, he's, uh, he's a pedal guy as well. He does uh, 37 effects. Check them out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so we got um, pure vintage 64 grey bottom uh, pickups, which means nothing to me. I assume that... Sounds like a pickup. It does, yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were supposed to be talking about your pickups, weren't we, Joshy Josh? We'll do yeah, that. We we'll do get, that after we this. We'll get to that. We'll do that one after this. Um, so, yeah. It's... It's... Two and a half grand. <laughs> like, it's all good and well talking about it. And I'm sure the custom shop ones were more and so on and so forth. Two and a half grand for a guitar that you won't be able to move around countries. I mean, like, it looks sexy, though. I mean, it is, yeah. It would, but again, my the devil's advocate in me goes, who is actually, like, asking for this? Because you know, when I look on when I look on the guitar forums on Facebook, and you know, you see like, oh, what are people really asking for? What I want is a guitar that breaks your back. You can't take anywhere. It's all made out of rosewood. It's got what is it, sixties grey bottom bottleneck pickups or whatever. <laughs> and it's, it's like, Close I don't enough. see. I don't Sounds see like anybody. Made from a bottlenose dolphin or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real dolphin. I mean, they've, they've essentially said, fuck you, rosewood trees, haven't they? So we <laughs> might as well throw the dolphins under the bus as well while they're there. I just, I like, I am that sort of person where, you know, people should be making guitars, what people kind of are actually asking for, and, you know, would actually realistically be huge, big sellers. Oh, it feels they... like this is going to take more money to make than it is to sell. I mean, they they probably will take quite a bit of money to make, granted. But these will sell like absolute hotcakes. Yeah, because I mean they're they're rare. Yeah, like coming off the uh, the Get Back documentary as well, people are hot on the fact that the Beatles were pretty good. Like they they wrote songs pretty well, uh, and um, George Harrison, arguably the best one. So. <laughs> I mean, his songs were not as good as the other two, but he's definitely the best musician. Oh, yeah, um, just just the best one, like out of the lot of them, because he's he's the least knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But then, like, he was so much. Well, no, you you can't really say that because you don't really know what he was like. Because his wife left him for Eric Clapton, and if you're leaving somebody for Eric Clapton, either your morals are fucked, or the person you left was even worse than Eric Clapton. I would have thought that a guitar being I mean, you raise a good you know, made out of rosewood would have been absolutely perfect for Stella McCartney. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> right, that's that's where we're leaving that one. That's where we're leaving that one. I would be tempted to say let's uh, let's wrap it for this week, but we have got some pickups to talk about, haven't we, Josh? We forgot yes. about it. So, Mr. F- Mr. Fletcher, if you're listening, I will be contacting you before this is aired or after this is aired. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the two, at least, or isn't it? Or during the airing of this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yes, or during the airing. <laughs> so, um, 
listeners, people of the internet, um, I want some new pickups, but I'm a tight-fisted bastard, so I like I don't like parting with my money, and I don't want to resort to the the bog standard of going for an EMG eighty one sixty set because that's what everybody else does. So I want something different. Yeah. Um, so what's it going in? Let's. Uh, let's so it's going in. Let, you know, we're not going to make any bones about it. It's going in a cheap ESP LTD because it's the first guitar I ever owned, and I feel like it needs a bit of love. Yeah. Um, it's open C tuned. It's for playing, shall we say, progressive style music. So I would like something ideally with nice bit of mid range, um, but also can push it for the hot sort of you know digging metal when you need to and keep the clarity but also clean up quite nicely and obviously there is a certain guitar pickup brand here in Birmingham West Midlands under the name of Fletcher Pickups which I am kind of interested in looking at I will not lie I mean you can't go wrong like oh, I I um I went in Fletcher pickups wanting like a, a Telecaster bridge pickup which sounded similar to a Seymour Duncan quarter pounder and once I'd bought that I ended up just not stop buying them and now I've got I could probably count on one hand the amount of guitars that don't have Fletcher pickups because all the rest now do so uh-huh. That 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 kind of speaks volumes to the the quality of his stuff. Um, what are you thinking in terms of? Uh, so you were talking like kind of mid to high output. Are you are you worried about like the magnets? Are you worried uh, like ceramic versus um, Alnico? And are you talking passive or active? Um, I think if I could have them as passive. It would be ideal because there's already not enough space for like a battery compartment in there anyway. Okay. Um, so being able to keep them as passive would be ideal. Um, whereas, to be honest, I've never really looked into magnets enough deeply to fully... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, electricity comes in, sound goes out, you know, it's all wizardry as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously, I know that pickups are basically microphones, but um, so in terms of different <laughs> magnets, I have no idea what's going to be better or worse, to be honest with you. Right. So um, part of that information was true. <laughs> uh, but that, there we go. So uh, if, I, if I was to break it down uh, simply... So ceramics tend to give you, uh, I mean, ceramic pickups tend to get a bit of a bad rap because they are used in cheaper pickups predominantly. Like you'll find like your your budget strats have like a ceramic bar magnet in them um, and they, they tend to be a little bit more compressed um, than, than Alnico magnets. They tend to be more open and... Um, have a bit more nuance to them. They they have a more of a dynamic range. But mm-hmm. if you're looking kind of 
heavier styles, ceramic pickups are a popular choice. And if you've got um if you've got good ceramic magnets in there, then there's no reason why they can't be good quality, like as good quality as uh, Alnico, but they are a different flavour. Um yeah, Alnico magnets tend to be um like they tend to be the more vintage sounding pickups and the number that you get after the Alnico, so like Alnico 2, 3, 4, 5, etc., etc., the lower the number, the um, the lower the output of that magnet is. So you tend to find like Alnico 2 pickups are really vintage sounding because they've got a less strong magnet pull. Yes. Um, obviously, like things can alter this, like the winds of the pickups and the gauge of the wire as well. Uh, but like generally speaking, like I think um, like the slash set of um, like the Seymour Duncan slash set of pickups are Alnico twos, so that'll give you an idea as to what that's about. Alnico fives tend to be your standard strap pickup because they they're high enough output um, to to put out a bit of a bit of heat, but they um, then they're not overpowering. Um, but if you wanted to go like if you wanted to go metal, um, but with some dynamics, uh, I know Fletch does an Alnico eight, which is generally unheard of. But he does an Alnico eight pickup, which I tried before, and is really has got it's it's got like a massive dynamic range to it, but also kick the head of your amping because um, mm. they're they're really really like aggressive output. Um, I think uh, Ollie had a set of Elysium pickups. I think they were like high output Alnico 5s. Not in I've been sure. looking at them and I have to admit they do look absolutely exquisite. Yeah, he did some fantastic stuff, but the man to talk to about it, because I'm very much uh, merely merely a Padwan uh, to Fletcher's full-on pickup Jedi goodness. So he's definitely the guy to, to have a chat with about it. Absolutely, and apparently he lives not too far from me, which would be useful because I can just hop in there in a taxi and give him the guitar and be like, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> make it gooder. Please, sir. Please, sir, make it better. Yeah. Indeed. But actually, you know what? In all fairness, the passive DSP pickups are in there at the moment. I've got some real good fucking honk to them, I will be honest, but they're still like, there's still that... Um, that's the best way to word it. It's it's slightly too warm and muddy. Yeah. Um, I think is the best way to kind of describe how it sounds. We I we mean, all know what they're like. Yeah, and it generally seems to be like with cheap or the lower end guitars, like the pickups that you get tend to be that little bit. If they're if they're, yeah, they're not woolly, the yeah. sound that you're looking for, it's it's because they're they're woolly or they're a little a little bit too warm, like. Yeah. The the Gretsch that I I got for me thirtieth off the misses like it, the one my one criticism would be when you play it clean without any pedals is the pickups are a little bit woolly and I have considered myself maybe picking up some more fletches. I've got three guitars that don't have the stock pickups in them and two of them have got fletches in. <laughs> um, and the only thing that stopped me is they're these weird. Um, so instead of being the normal um, mounting for like a uh filtertron style they've got four screws on the outside 
Yeah. So it'd probably end up me being be easier for me if I just sent him and said, "Can you rewind these?" Rather than um, having him try and work out exactly how to make a bespoke pickup just for this one guitar. Yeah, and that's the only thing that puts me off. But like, I might end up messaging him because you got me thinking about pickups again now. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I, I was looking at the Kuma, I was the Hell LV5. Um, okay. Because he said, like, you're a bit attacking for the clean tones, but hopefully with the quad cortex, I can kind of manage that anyway. But it says, you know, balanced with thick mids, and I'm like, mm, that could be quite quite good. But I was looking at those ones, and I'm just Rolling through because where were the other ones? Um, the Neo Hell. Oh, yeah, the Neo Dinium Magnets ones. Yeah. I've tried those as well. And surprisingly more vintage than you would expect. I mean, they're not like they're not in any any direction like very vintage, but I was expecting them to be somewhere in the region of like ceramic pickups plus. Uh, but they actually sounded like really supercharged paths. Mm. Um, so I was I was really like really down with them. Like Fletch put uh, a Neodymium and an Alnico eight in uh, an SG copy, um, and I didn't want to give it back because it sounded so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'd yeah have a chat with have a chat with Fletch because he will. He'll guide you on that tonal journey. He's he's really good. He'll take the time and just have like a back and forth with you and find out exactly what you want. Yeah, because I'd, I'd probably send him like obviously sound samples and stuff like Devin does, and he'd be like, "Look, this is the sort of yeah thing that I want," and I'm sure he's he'll probably know it. He'll go, "Oh yeah, you need the whatever set." Yeah, he's a he's an absolute tonal wizard. It, uh, obviously, if he's supporting this podcast, he must know what he's doing. Wee, my man. Oh, and that's that's where we should end end for this week. What a, what a lovely place to end. We've given a shout out to Thirty Seven Effects. We've given a shout out to Fletch, and we're going to give them a, another official shout out because they are Patreon backers. And for as little as two dollars a month, you can also be one of those people. One of the cool kids. Was that a dog? <laughs> it was my ass. Oh. I thought it was. <laughs> it was growling. Well, that's staying in. <laughs> well, I'm not sure the mic that you guys, are, but certainly the ones that you guys hear, because it's like sat in the corner way over there, that heard it, but I'm not sure the one in front of my face did. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as little as $2 a month, you can be one of the, one of the crew. And you will cause the dogs to bark. Uh, and our current Patreon um, entourage are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans. Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. Of Masters of the Cinematic Universe. And of the Just Surprise Me podcast. Mr. Hugh Erection. Way. <laughs> Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Oh, all these podcasts. I listen to them as well. They're all good. Fantastic. Um, if you want to catch There's me also up... another podcast that you need to check out. Go on. Go on. The Guitar Geeks podcast. Yeah, 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 you do. But 
Just just wait a moment. You get your time to plug. You get your time. <laughs> so, if you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, which this week features the Mosky Spring Reverb. Um, Matt, you are on Twitch, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. No, not not Twitch anymore. No, just I haven't twi- Twitch streamed in about two years, but sure. But still, still follow him. <laughs> just just for the lols. Um, and that's at heel underscore Matt Q. And Mr. Josh, you are Joshy ZK at yes, YouTube I am. and the Corona Mortis on Instagram. And we can find you on the Guitar Geeks podcast also. Yes, with a brand new episode that was just out this weekend. Yeah, boy. And we can find you on Pedal Boards of Doom as well, which you can also it find can. me as well. And possibly by the time that this is out, we might have another Joshy Josh video. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. We shall see. So that will be us for this week. Thank you so much. From myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip. From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Yay. And oh my gosh, it's Josh. Dabada 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 doom. Keeping it real for Lee, who's not here. Indeed, for our fallen homie. Yabba dabba doom. Well, hopefully he hasn't fallen because that would be absolutely tragic if he had done. Oh, yeah. Making this, this <laughs> outro super, super dark. <laughs> um, I mean, it's still, uh, it's whether I edit it out or not is, it's down to the fates, isn't it? Um, it will be a tatty boy. And good night for this week. Ta-ra a bit. Bye. say to the other owl that fell off the tree don't know twit <laughs>